Welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell, a podcast about storytelling. So I have this old friend. Maybe uh, you have a friend like this too. I met this friend a long time ago when I was very young. We connected on a variety of levels. Uh, as I got older, I changed, as we all do. Uh, my friend and I grew apart over the years, but we maintained a friendship based on time rather than substance. A shared history that had very little shared interests anymore. However, this friend held me to the person I was, and any growth, maturity, or change was met with resistance, resentment, and sometimes outright hostility. So now I'm friends with someone that I really have nothing in common with, except we've known each other for many years. But this friend seems stuck. Uh, he's growing bitter by the day and has decided to consistently take it out on me. So for example, we met for a, few, uh, for a beer a few weeks ago. So my friend joined me at the bar and we exchanged some pleasantries about work and so on. And at some point, things took a turn as they always did. So I told my friend that this particular day would have been my father's 78th birthday. My friend's response was less than empathetic. He said, you're still moping about this, I see. Your dad died, so what? Everyone's dad dies at some point. It's amazing to me that you walk around like you're so put together and everything is so under control when in reality, you don't deal with anything. Always pushing it down until it erupts over a completely innocuous situation. Great way to live. Keep it up. <laughs> after after more, some more of this, sprinkling in a tangent about how I think I'm better than him, top it all off with him calling me a garbage person, and it was finally time to go. The real problem is that this friend seems to show up everywhere and he's always in a bitter mood. So let's say I send a text message to a good friend that reads, hey, what are you up to this weekend? Which is a simple declaration to a person that I like and would enjoy spending more time with. My bitter friend chimed in, can't you just feel them rolling their eyes when they see your name pop up on their phone? Why do you even bother? That person doesn't want to talk to you and certainly doesn't want to hang out with you, jackass. <laughs> a lot of back and forth would happen with me inevitably giving in to my bitter friend and agree that yes, my good friend wanted nothing to do with me. Until that good friend wrote back, I'd love to see you, want to come with me to this event? But my bitter friend still capped it off with, they're just being nice and hoping you don't go. So I go to the event with my good friend, and I'm having a great time meeting new people. But my bitter friend has been talking nonstop and just wouldn't shut up. Why did you come here? You are such an asshole. None of these people like assholes. <laughs> Your friend told everyone about how much of an idiot you are and how he can't wait until you leave. Sometimes I'm able to ignore this bitter friend of mine and stick it out. Other times I just get frustrated and slip out the back. 
On the way home, my bitter friend did a postmortem of all the stupid things I said to people. So I recently completed a major work project and I sent all of the elements over to my clients. As soon as I hit send on the emails, my bitter friend said, congratulations on completing that project. Nice work, but they are going to hate it. Right now, they're trying to figure out how to gently tell you off. When I didn't receive a response by the end of the day, my bitter friend knew exactly what was going on. He said, they're wondering why they hired you. I can't wait to see all of the terrible things they're going to say about you and your work. They're going to ask you to return the money they paid you so far. Maybe they'll even sue you. What a failure you are. Later that day, I did hear from my clients. They were just in transit and didn't have access to email. When they got home, the very first thing they did was reviewed everything, and they loved it. I have officially retired from dating, or specifically online dating, just dating in general. <laughs> Back when I was actively going out and meeting people, my bitter friend was always there, which was weird. <laughs> I mean, talk about a third wheel. So I met someone I found interesting and charming, and we were getting together at a small cafe. So I'm me, obviously, and I was sitting here. The person I was meeting is over here, and my bitter friend was over here. And the conversation went something like this. So what kind of work do you do? I said, mainly production stuff. And he said, she's wondering why you don't grow up and get a real job. <laughs> and I ask, how about you? And she says, I work in a restaurant. And he says, see, a real job. <laughs> and I say, that must be intense. Sorry. He says, great comment, jackass. And she says, it can be, but I do love it. And he says, she loves her job and she really hates you. And she says, what do you like to do for fun? And I say, I like to go to events like live stuff and comedy and plays. And he says, plays, really? She can't wait to leave. She is so not interested in you. I've never seen a more bored person in my life. Asshole. <laughs> and so on, you get the point. And as you can probably tell, I don't, I don't often get second dates. So even coming here, as I was walking over, my bitter friend was telling me to turn around that what I had to say was not of any interest to anyone. He's actually here in the room with us right now, and he just won't shut the hell up. So there's constantly two sets of narratives going on, what I am experiencing out in the world and the alternative facts that are going on internally. So in a way, I think it's kind of selfish. None of these people, at least I don't think, are thinking or talking about me in the way that this friend of mine describes. 
The only thing you can do against alternative facts is push back against them. At times, this can work. At most other times, it's so emotionally exhausting that I wonder sometimes if I've taken the wrong approach. Maybe I should just stop fighting. Maybe I should just give up. I'm looking for some calm and some peace. And I just wish for even 10 seconds, my mind would just sound like this. Thank you. Do you think we could ever get uh, get that guy on this podcast, Paul? Do you think we could find him? I don't know. He's very elusive and he's very secretive. Ah, so he just sort of pops up when you don't want him. So it's sort of hard when you want him to show up. It's just he's sort of not there. Right. You just say his name three times. Oh, well, that seems really easy. Yeah, it's like uh, Beetlejuice, right. you know. Unless, but we don't know his name, so I guess that's, even, that's much harder. Right. Well, that's kind of the, the, the trick of the whole thing, right? Yeah. We are beginning to think about launching something called Digital LGP, uh, which would be a monthly storytelling community uh, funded through Patreon and, and connected through there as well. Uh, all around this, all, all, all hearkening back to the, the beginning of Stories I Want to Tell, which was a, really a writing group called Let's Get Personal, started by Brianne. Um, and, so, and so this is the next episode, uh, and we're taking sort of your story that we just heard uh, as a prompt. Um, and, and sort of the idea is like, what kind of things could people write about thinking about this? And so let's think about what were the, what was the difficulty that you were sort of facing when trying to write the story? Well, uh, for me, what part of it was that, uh, it was something that I wanted to write about. It was like a thing or an idea or a concept or, or, or what have you. And I, I didn't, I didn't know how to do it in like a story, so uh, instead, what I ended up doing was just to kind of think of it as like the idea came first or the concept came first. And then uh, I just thought of, you know, a series of shorter kind of vignettes uh, or scenarios that I could um, communicate the larger idea. But then it fits into these like smaller things. So there's not really a traditional kind of narrative from start to finish in in the story it kind of um you know goes through different types of things uh you know my professional life my personal life and so on and just how this idea of uh you know your internal kind of voice which we had t touched on um with your story in in one of these uh episodes where you know we talked about this sort of internal uh, you know, externalizing something that is happening on, uh, on the inside. And this is a similar story, but for in terms of the prompt or how we would use this as a, as a prompt or an inspiration for something um, to write about as a reaction or to try or to challenge in your own writing would be to, to kind of start from that, start from an idea or something that maybe you want to write about that isn't you know, you, you don't when you it's not necessarily a story that you want to sit down and write, but it's kind of you want to write about something and then kind of taking that and, um, you know, creating these sort of uh, or telling that story or communicating that idea around um, a series of, you know, smaller kind of vignettes. Yeah, it's sort of manufacturing a story in some ways. 
Um, so the so the challenge here is for you folks is to is to take a, a thought or a feeling that you've been wanting to articulate in some way, um, and then finding a way to manufacture uh, some some structure around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so take something that maybe you've you've wanted to talk about, but we never could figure out how, uh, and and then you know make it then create it into something. Let's go go for there. Yeah. Subscribe to the Stories We Don't Tell podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes. For more information about the podcast, blog, and live events, find us on Facebook or visit storieswedonttell.org. This episode of Stories We Don't Tell podcast is brought to you by Squawk!